my god i have missed you oh my god i've missed you so much this was just so sad <laughs> to not be able to um upload last week and i'm so glad i'm back i'm so happy um thank you for being so patient with me and thank you for allowing me to take the time off the week off um i definitely did not want to miss an episode but i just had to do what i had to do and um yeah basically i was in and out of hospital all week last week not last week the week before whenever the whenever you're listening to this whenever i'm releasing this episode not last week but the week before last <laughs> but it's last week for me because i'm filming this a week prior anyway anyway so yeah i was just in and out of hospital and i was just not doing good but i'm doing good i'm healthy i'm so happy thankful to god that i'm back to my normal self um so yeah god has healed me and i am doing so good so yeah anyway i just wanted to apologize for not having an episode last week um i definitely when i was you know planning on not releasing an episode i definitely was very adamant about uploading an episode which is why i actually recorded an episode to go up last week but i you could tell by the sound you could tell by how I was sounding in that episode that I was just not happy and I was just not, it was just not it. And I was like, I want to give my 100% every time I upload an episode. So I wanted to refilm, re-record that episode and that is where we are now. I'm redoing it so that I sound a little bit better um, and a little bit more cheerful and... I don't sound like absolute death in the last episode, which I actually did in my previous recordings. Anyway, that's a lot of blabble, but I just wanted to give you a quick update. Um, hopefully, I'm not going anywhere soon, anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, I am going to be back on the normal schedule. Um, I just needed that week off, really, um, to get healthy again. And, yeah, because I, I never really fall sick as well like I've got a pretty good immune system in terms of colds and flus and all of that so it was quite a shock for my body to go through all of that in the space of five days um but we're back we're doing good um but now I want to get into um today's episode and I want to talk about what it means to be a lukewarm Christian and the dangers of it basically and if you haven't heard uh, the saying of a lukewarm Christian. Well, let me just turn your attention to the book of Revelation, which I think is actually an exciting book. Um, I can understand why it seems daunting, but, and I, for the longest time, actually did think it was quite frightening to read this book, um, in the, to read this chapter in the book, but I have actually grown to love it because it's exciting. It gets me excited for life after this life, um, and life after death and what it's going to be like with when Jesus comes again and yeah it's just a very exciting book so anyway getting sidetracked here but if we look at revelations chapter 3 verses 15 to uh sorry yeah revelations chapter 3 verses 15 to 16 it reads i know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot i wish you were either one or the other so because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Now that verse in particular sounds terrifying, right? But 
what does it actually mean? What does a lukewarm Christian mean? Now, we know that lukewarm, um, just the term by itself, basically means neither hot nor cold, right? So in the context of faith, it quite literally simply means it's someone who isn't spiritually, who hasn't spiritually rejected Jesus, but also someone who isn't living for him either. So someone who's in the middle. And Jesus basically says, you're either one extreme or the other. You're either hot or cold, rather than lukewarm. You know, rather than someone who's neither there nor here. So he's basically saying that he doesn't want his followers or his children to be lukewarm Christians. And I think even a lot of Christians you know, now suffer with being lukewarm because there are a lot of negative behaviors that are or have become so normal to them. And I say this because I too have been there. You know, I used a, I used to live a lukewarm life because, I mean, not too long ago as well, you know, I believed in Jesus. I believed he died to set us free. Um, I went to church, but the way I lived, my actions, you know, my behaviors, my lifestyle, everything said the opposite. And it's quite weird to think about now there being such a thing as lukewarm Christians because you either live for him or you don't. But becoming a lukewarm Christian can mean so many things, like just how I explained and how I lived like a lukewarm Christian. But also being a lukewarm Christian can even mean when you let the love of God just fade in your life. You know, when you let his, you let the reverence of God kind of fade into thin air. And when you fall into the trap of worry and concern and all of those negative emotions, which I can actually talk about for a later episode. Um, and that's for a later date. But all of these are the big red flags, I would call, as the dangers of becoming a lukewarm Christian. You see, to be a Christian is to build and to grow in your healthy relationship with God and to live like the child of God. Not because you're forced to, but because you love Him and you are committed to Him. And a lukewarm Christian would be someone who might label themselves as someone who is a so-called Christian, but does absolutely nothing to honor him. And now more than ever, ever, there are so many people who live like that. Everywhere you go, you see lukewarm Christians. And, you know, I have a few people that I know who are lukewarm Christians, and I'm not saying this in a condemning way. I'm just saying it because I didn't realize how dangerous it was to live that kind of a lifestyle, to live a happy medium lifestyle. But in the Bible, it is written, it is either, it is better to be either hot or cold, one or the other, not somewhere in the middle and definitely not somewhere lukewarm. Because lukewarm Christianity basically teaches people that, oh yeah, it's okay to compromise your faith. Oh yeah, it's okay to do this or act this way. As long as you go to church, you're fine, right? Uh, wrong. <laughs> when Jesus in our lives becomes so neutral we also become ineffective because everything we stand for has no value or purpose connected to that. And lukewarm Christians specifically will 
change their standards and will wrongly interpret the Bible by picking and choosing what to believe out of there just so that it can fit their own agendas, basically the agendas of the enemy. And especially when the Lord convicts them or the Holy Spirit lets them know to change or tries to correct them, they just simply reject it. They sweep it under the rug and, you know, they just think, oh yeah, don't worry, I got this, I can do this, I've got it under control. You know, they love to be satisfied, absolutely love to be content without God. And quite frankly, it's evident in their behavior. You know, they might fall um, and try and fill the gaps and holes in their lives with, I don't know, relationships and friendships and um, idolatry and um, the love of money and you know, food and lusts and <laughs> retail therapy in my case. <laughs> um, but they even might find their hearts are more motivated by status and pride and, you know, rather than coming under the leadership with God. Um, now, if we go back actually to the Bible in Revelations chapter 3, so this verse, where this verse stems from is basically um, God giving a message to John um, to basically deliver them to seven different churches, right? So one of the churches being uh, the church of uh, Laodiceans, completely butchered that, um, but that's also known as the lukewarm church. And that's basically where this verse that I had read earlier um, comes from, which I'll reread for you now. Um, so to the angel of the church in Laodicea, Oh, Laodicea. <laughs> I can't say that. Let's pronounce that. Um, right. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And to be lukewarm is, you know, to stop doing the will of God and to stop living for his purpose and to start living for themselves. And um, Francis Chan, he's an incredible pastor, an author, a teacher. He actually explained explained this whole lukewarm um, Christianity in such a perfect sentence. He perfectly says it. And he says, lukewarm Christians don't really want to be saved from their sins. You know, they only want to be saved from the consequences of their sins. And that is so spot on. They won't change their sinful ways, but still wear a title of, you know, a crown being called a Christian because they still want to end up in heaven somehow. Now, you can't expect one thing when you're doing absolutely nothing to get that, to be rewarded of that. Now, one of the main questions I actually had when um, kind of researching about this topic and, um, you know, earlier on in my Christian life, I had this main question as well, but I, I know there are different opinions on it and you might have your own um, as well, but the question basically was, are lukewarm Christians saved? Um, so, yeah, there are several opinions on this, which I mentioned. And you can have your own as well, but I'm going to look at what the Bible has to say. Um, 
Now, we all know that through Christ we are saved, right? But are we doing our part? Let me read you a just such an important verse from the Bible. Um, this can be found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. And these verses actually fall under the subheading called True and False Disciples, which I think speaks for itself. But I'm just going to read you this passage and it says, Not everyone, so this is Jesus telling the disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Wow, right? You see, it's not enough to have the title of Christianity or enough to be going to church or reading the Bible every now and then. You have to be doing the part. Like Jesus says, only those who does the will of God will enter the kingdom of heaven. The rest of them, he will turn his face away. And that's why it's quite scary because when the Lord turns his face away from you, there is no going back. There are no second chances. And that's why it is crucial that on this earth, with the limited time we are given, we use it wisely. We use it to save us a seat in heaven. And at the end of the day, lukewarm Christianity isn't about God anymore, which I just briefly mentioned. It's all about the flesh and how to satisfy the flesh. It's what can God do for me rather than what can I do for God? And it's essentially a bunch of wannabe soldiers that basically doesn't know God, let alone confess of their sins, you know, to God. But towards the end of that message um, that God gave to John to tell the lukewarm church, he does say that he is willing to embrace those who come with a repentant heart. Now I'm going to read you the same chapter verse, uh, Revelation chapter 3, but I'm going to read you from verses 18 to 21. And it's basically being said um, that what I'm saying to you now is for your good and to help you, you know, um, for your salvation. So I'm going to read you from verse 18 and it says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them, and they will with me. To the person who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. That's amazing, to sit on Jesus' throne with him. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that the greatest reward of all time? And you see, Jesus is a merciful God. So if you do ask him for forgiveness, he is so quick to give it to you. Now, if after this episode you are kind of struggling to establish or wonder if you may be a lukewarm Christian yourself, let me ask you a couple of questions for you to take some time now to self-reflect. 
and you can answer these questions in your head or out loud or whatever it is um, and I'm not asking you these to like I said for you to feel condemned but for you to feel convicted because I want you to know that uh, or the Holy Spirit wants you to know that being lukewarm is dangerous and if you are in that middle ground then um, just to double check I want to ask you these questions and then I have a few tips um, and things um, that you could try to pull yourself out of that middle ground. Now number one question is are you content without Jesus? So do you have any desire at all to spend time with him in prayer or worship or does it feel like a chore when you do spend time with him you know something that you do for the sake of doing just so you can kind of get it done and tick it off your check checklist that oh yeah i've read the bible i've um i've not read the bible i've, I've spent time with him or whatever it is that's number one number two do you feel convicted or do you when you feel convicted ignore the holy spirit so you don't let the Bible guide you and you basically just pick and choose things out of the Bible to kind of mold your lifestyle. Oh, it says this, but it's not really relevant to my lifestyle. So I can kind of do what I'm still doing because it's not really relevant. So I'm just going to tweak it a little bit and, you know, that kind of a lifestyle. Is that what you do when you feel convicted? Number three, do you value philosophical values and teachings to be the foundations of your um, choices and morals and by that I mean do you look to other sources you know do you look to um, philosophical books or magazines or news articles or the news or social media to kind of based base your morals and values where what you believe is reliant on those sources because let me tell you all of them are just resources but the Bible is our only source everything else our family our friends and all the extra guided uh, material in this world are just resources but the Bible is the source and number four are you parked on neutral so you don't want to pick sides of either righteousness or worldliness because you kind of want to have the best of both worlds. So are you just in that middle ground where you kind of want to live this lifestyle of feeding the flesh, but you also want to be called a Christian because you also want to be saved once you leave this earth. So you're just in the middle living the best of both worlds. Now, with all of that being said, you probably have a clear answer in your head already. And if by any chance you do identify yourselves as a lukewarm Christian, I want to share with you some steps to help you change that. But I do want to preface that it will not be easy, especially for your flesh. Your flesh in the beginning will hate it, okay? But that's what we as Christians are called to do. Go against our fleshes, fleshly desires, fleshes. <laughs> Go against our fleshly desires and to be set apart. So, warning, fair warning here, if you are going to be one to feed your flesh, then none of this is going to work, because this goes against everything your flesh desires. So, number one is acknowledge 
your need for Jesus in this world because quite frankly, you cannot do this life without him. And I always am so shocked at how people who um, don't have a life with Jesus in it live their lives because I am so dependent on him for everything. I am so dependent on him. The moment I get stressed, the moment I get worried, the moment I feel some sort of happiness, the moment I feel some sort of gratitude, I need to communicate that with him. So I don't know how people who don't have Jesus in their lives live their lives because to not have a higher power there watching over me is scary to even think that that I'm on this in this that I would be in this world alone. But to know that I I have him and I need him is just truly magical so acknowledge your need for Jesus in this world number two delight in reading the bible so take some time out of your day to soak in some scriptures and I don't mean do a little memory verse of some bible verse that's not what I mean I mean sit there highlight it if you want to highlight it I highlight my the verses that stand out to me when I do my morning time morning bible time um or underline it or whatever helps you stay in reminder of the scripture do it um so that you can soak in that scripture when you open the bible the next time or um whenever you feel certain emotions you can go back to the scripture that you read that morning or that day um so yeah number two is delight in reading the bible um number three is value the wisdom and guidance of God because in the Bible if God has told you or if God has told us or set some precedence of how we should live then follow it do not tweak it because I always thought um oh these were made these rules and regulations and all of this commands were done way back in the day way back in the day so it doesn't really apply to my life now because you know it doesn't fit this generation no no God knew when the Bible was created, he knew how many generations would be um, would be on this earth with, you know, the Bible being that source. So the Bible applies to all generations, to every race of the humankind, um, to every gender, to every um, age and occupation and all of that. So if God has set some precedents, some rules, some regulations of how we should live our lives, then follow it. Do not tweak it. Do not pick and choose what you want out of the Bible. Follow it. Um, and number four, sorry, this is the second last one, um, is prioritize your relationship with God first. So that might mean saying no to some earthly things, which I'll let you decide what they are, but you know, prioritize your relationship with God. If you know that God will, it will be unhappy with the choices you might be about to make, the choices that you um, feel um, complied to make, then say no to them. And P.S. Your flesh is going to hate it um, to start off with, but it's going to get easier as you go on. But initially, your flesh is going to absolutely hate it. So, if you feel any, um, com- if you feel compelled to say yes to certain things or um, partake in certain things, but you know full and well that it is not something that God has in store for you, then say no. 
because you are not going to miss out on something when you say no. You are actually saving yourself. So say no to it, but it's not going to be easy. Your flesh will hate it. Um, And lastly, number five is choose Jesus over and over again. You didn't get what you prayed for. Never mind. Still choose Jesus. You didn't want X, Y, and Z to happen and you asked God for it to not happen and it still ended up happening. Never mind. Still choose Jesus. You know, something you longed for didn't become yours. Never mind. Still choose Jesus. You know, I think that's especially where a lot of people become impatient with the Lord and truly just give up because I actually spoke about this um, in one of my first ever episodes called Stuck in the Waiting Room, which you're more than welcome to listen to. But yeah, people get impatient and, you know, oh, it's not going according to my timeline and I'm just going to give up and just do things my way because clearly God isn't listening to me. And that's where a lot of people fall into the trap of the enemy. But yeah, these are some of the steps, some of the ways to help you steer you in the right direction because, you know, this is exactly the message that I was trying to convey as well as kind of speaking to you about the dangers of being lukewarm. But I believe um, before all of this or before any of this, you need to ask the Lord for forgiveness if you have been a a lukewarm Christian because he's ready to give it to you. He's ready to give you all the mercy, all the love, all the grace and, you know, show it to you in a heartbeat. So all you have to do, he's all ready to go. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness. He's just waiting on you. So it's up to you on how you wish to proceed after this episode or whenever. You know, if you feel convicted right now, I'm telling you it is the Holy Spirit trying to tell you something. So it is you now that you kind of understand all bases of being lukewarm and the dangers of it, it is up to you how you wish to proceed. Um, let's close this episode in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us the way you do, even though we may sometimes fall out of touch with your word. Forgive us if we have been lukewarm Christians and help us to redirect our focus and fixate our eyes back to you. Help us to be convicted and teach us every time that we may do wrong or serve you in an unjust way. Help us to be reminded of your love constantly and help us to be reminded and feel convicted whenever we do step into the lukewarm path. We ask all of this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in for another week um, of goodness. I hope this episode has helped you. Um, I hope that you feel convicted in some way if you are in that middle ground. Um, But don't feel scared. Don't feel frightened. Don't feel guilty. Um, Just speak to Jesus. He's right there. Just speak to him. And... um, he will lead you so do not feel um scared or nervous or anxious about anything um but thank you so much for tuning in um i'm so glad we're back we are back in business baby um i'm so glad we're back and hopefully next week um 
I will have another, no, not hopefully, I know, God willing, I know I will have another episode um, out for you guys, but thank you for being so patient with me, thank you for letting me have that week off, Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to be back and feel like myself again. Um, If you want, um, if you have specifically any requests for episodes, um, make sure you are sending them through via um, the Bearing Fruit Pod Instagram page. Um, You can send it via DM over there um, or um, you can contact um, or you can leave a, um, what's it called, a review on um, the Spotify, I'm sure there's a way of doing it. I still don't know how, but I'm sure there's a way of doing it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. I hope you had a great start to your week. Um, I hope today has been kind to you, um, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'm also so sorry about the length of today's episode. I actually wasn't expecting it to be this long. Um, actually, who am I kidding? I actually was expecting it to be this long, but anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I won't make it any longer than it has to. I don't want to make it past the 30 minute mark, but thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye.